and they were good enough to be the, the, the sacrifice that, that God uh, required. And then Jesus came in on a donkey, not a horse. Amen. Came in on a donkey and uh, as, as, a, as, a, as an animal of peace and rode in as the what? Shout it out to me. What was he this morning? Our Passover lamb. Amen. Our Passover lamb. That's what the message was this morning. So I want to I go from right there where it ended up in 40 and start in 41 and just show you something tonight that I believe will bless you. If you're there, give me an amen. Luke 19, 41. Now, it says, as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it. I want to read that again. As he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it. You know, a lot of people don't think, and we're going to read on here in a second, a lot of people don't understand. They, they, they look at, at the world and life and people and, and they think, man, God doesn't, God doesn't, God doesn't love us because uh, he's, he's, he's made a place called hell for, for people who disobey him and, and he, he, he doesn't love us and they put these excuses in and these things in their reasons and if God was love, there wouldn't be war and if God was love, there wouldn't be this and there wouldn't be that and all these things are placed there but they don't understand that God gave us a free will. God gave us an opportunity to choose between right and wrong, life and death and he knew that when he made us and gave us that choice, it was going to be painful to him. Because there were going to be people that, didn't, that would reject him. And, and don't you think as he's walking in on that donkey, don't you think he wish he could, have, he could have just made everybody grab those palm leaves and made everybody believe and made everybody change their hearts and made everybody get right? And made every, he could have just done, made him do it. But he gave him free will. And, and he, he knew, as he says here, he wept over it. This also comes from the other verse in John, which is the shortest verse in the whole Bible. It says, Jesus wept. And he's looking, he's looking out over Jerusalem, and what he's seeing is he's seeing people who he loves who are going to reject him. People who he loves who are not going to accept him. People who are going to hear, but they're not going to believe. And that's why he weeps. Now, I'm going to show you something tonight. I want to talk about... Um, the time of your visitation, if you're taking notes. The time of your visitation. That's the title. The time of your visitation. Many people, unfortunately, miss the time of their visitation. They miss out on the moment that, that Jesus walked into their life to reveal himself to them. And, and, and they miss out on, on Jesus standing there waving his arms and saying, I am the Savior. I am the King. I am the Master. I am what you're looking for. Because they can sometimes be too busy. Or they can be too caught up looking for something else. We talked about that this morning. That's why they missed Jesus. Because they were looking for Jesus on a horse. They were looking for Jesus to be born, not in a manger, but in some influential place. They were looking for Jesus to come and violently wipe out the Romans. They were looking for, for that kind of king. Not a humble, submissive Passover lamb. But they would have if they would have what? Known the scriptures. How many are thankful tonight that you're learning the scriptures? Amen. That you're learning what the Bible says. And you're able to recognize Jesus in your life tonight because of the scriptures. 
We said it this morning. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And every time, listen, you don't ever think that you come to a service and it's a Sunday night. You know, I, I was thinking about this today. How hard, how hard we have to just mentally work to not get uh, lazy on a Sunday afternoon. Amen. And, and get to that place where ah, I don't want to go back to church. And listen, think about it. That's why so many churches have stopped Sunday night services. Because it's easier just to get home after lunch and just take a nap or just do something else or just be busy or just be lazy. But when you come back and you hear a word, don't ever think that the word that you hear is not changing your life. Because every time you hear the word of God, it is building your faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So every message I hear increases my faith. Every message I hear makes me stronger. Every message I hear gets me closer to God. Every message I hear prepares me, as Jesse was saying at prayer, for what is coming. It gives me the strength to put on the armor. But I, I can't get lazy, church. I can't, I can't get busy, too busy for God. So if you need coffee or you need uh, uh, whatever you need to do, do it so you can make sure you come back and don't miss out like you did tonight on what God has. But don't just be here physically. It's not enough just to get here physically. Because you can be here physically tonight and the word of God go right over your head because you're not paying attention or because you're not listening. And this is going to make sense in a second here. We can get to a place where we can miss, as I said, the time of your visitation God wants to visit us he wants to visit us in two ways one is first and foremost to save us he wants to visit us in a way that we have a, 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 a understanding I'm lost and I need a savior that's the first one the visitation then after that he wants to visit us to make himself real to us and to grow us and to teach us how to follow him now let's read on here verse 42 this is right after this triumphal entry Entry in Jerusalem. He says, if you, now watch this, pay attention. If you had known, even you, especially in this, your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. He is speaking to Jerusalem. He is speaking to his own people. We know for 2,000 years now, the Jewish people have still been looking for a Messiah. That was their day. That was the day. Do you realize that, that, that there was thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people, we don't know the exact number of people in Jerusalem that night or that morning when he did his triumphal entry. Some of the people that were there, when they laid those palm trees on the ground on Palm Sunday, they were making a statement, I believe this is Hosanna. This is save us. I believe this is the Son of God. I believe this is the Messiah. As Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And they had a revelation. But how many people that day should have been there, but they were somewhere else? Should have been there, or maybe they were there, but they were busy talking to somebody else. They were there, but they were busy looking for something else. They missed the time of their visitation. So Jesus says something here that is so powerful and so prophetic that we need to learn from. He says, this, if you had known, even you especially in this your day, he's talking to the Jews, his people, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Verse 43, 
Four days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, and close you in on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground and they will not leave in you one stone upon another because, look at this, you did not know the time of your visitation. And he prophesies right here to the Israelites what takes place 70 years later. He, he's speaking to them and saying, this did not have to happen. How many want to start living a life where you, you are able to listen to God in his visitation to you and you can keep yourself out of the trouble that's coming because you listen to his voice and you don't have to say, this did not have to happen. I, I didn't have to go into the wilderness. I didn't have to go through this suffering. I didn't have to go through this pain in my life because I, I recognize Jesus is right here in front of me. Jesus is standing in my midst, speaking to me and saying, watch out. Be careful. I'm here to speak to your life. I'm here to save you from something. And so he says, as I come through, think about this. This is just right after. It, you talk about highs and lows. He's on the high, the pinnacle of his ministry, as we said this morning. He's super excited. He's thinking, man, they're finally getting it. They're shouting Hosanna. They know I'm the Savior. But as he's going through church, he's looking at all the people who are not looking at him as Savior. He's looking at all the people in the crowd who are busy talking, who are busy doing other things, who are busy with work, who are busy with school who are busy with hobbies and they missed Jesus they missed him they missed the time of visitation and he says if you had known that this was your day he says that things that make for your peace meaning that those those things that have been happening for the last 2,000 years didn't have to happen you might say again well there was that was prophesied but remember remember the difference between when something's prophesied because of God's foreknowledge and because of we making it happen. How many understand the difference? Prophecy is, 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 is simply God knowing what's going to happen, not him making it happen. God is a God who knows everything, but he gives us free will still. So it's, that's the thing we have to understand with prophecy. And so he's prophesying here, the days will come in verse 43 upon you and your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you, close you in on every side. And that's what happened in 70 A.D. The king came, Titus, and destroyed the temple. And later on in Matthew 24, if you remember that, Jesus is speaking. He says, not one, as he's walking by the temple, not one stone will be left unturned. Not one stone will be left on another in this place. And he prophesies the temple being destroyed 70 years later, right here in this verse. He, but you know why he's crying? Because it didn't have to happen. He's crying because even though he just had an amazing time of lots of people lifting him up. And, and, and here's where I, I think that I, I, can, I can relate as, as a pastor. I can relate as a, as a leader, as somebody who preaches the gospel. It, it's, very, it's very easy sometimes for us to, to be on the high of seeing many people get saved, seeing people make decisions for Christ, seeing people get healed, seeing people get jobs, seeing people get it, but at the same time have the bittersweet of seeing people miss it. That's, that's the difficult thing of, of ministry. 
and, and, and going through the, the teaching of preaching the gospel to people because you see the people who get it, then you see the people who don't. So Jesus is seeing all these people, Hosanna, 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 in the highest. He's the Messiah, but he's also seeing those people as he's a God and he's a God of compassion. He sees these people saying they're going to they're gonna be lost. Even though I'm, I'm coming for them, they're going to reject me. They're going to be too busy for me. They're going to be occupied. They're not going to see the time of my visitation. And he says, as he's going by that temple on that donkey, he's looking up at that thing and thinking, man, if they would just listen to me today, that wouldn't have to be destroyed. But because you missed it, because you missed it, there'll become a time when they'll build an embankment around you, surround you, close you in on every side, verse 44, and level you and your children within you to the ground and they will not leave one stone upon another because you did not know if you'll underline that in your bible because you did not know the time of your visitation amen how many are with me so far this is important you can miss out on a lot because you're so busy thinking about something else doing something else focused on something else we have to be able to say, God, grab me, grab my attention, speak to me so I can hear and, 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 and not have all the noise. Let me just give you a quick example. We went to lunch today, and it was fun. It was good. It was awesome. Robert and Sheila said, hey, let's go out all the way to Gainesville. A bunch of us went, and I was trying to have a conversation with Jennifer across the table, and it was lots of noise of kids having fun. It was good, but I had to like really focus so I could hear what she was saying to me, so I could have a conversation with her. That's how life is sometimes. So busy, so loud, things are going on, we can miss the visitation of God. We can miss what he's saying to us if we don't push out the noise. Amen. Let's go to Luke chapter 10 and look at this. Luke chapter 10. I want to show you something. We've read this before, but I, I've personally, I don't think, ever related these two before. You've heard the story, know the story, but remember that. Don't miss out on the time of your visitation. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Let me know when you're there. Now it happened. As they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house, and she had a sister called Mary, so we're seeing Mary and Martha here, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Now watch this. But, verse 40, Martha was what? Martha was distracted. She, she was busy doing something else, and missed Jesus. Are you getting me? You can be so busy, you can miss Jesus right in front of you. Jesus visits this house. Think about this. How often do you think Jesus walked into a house? Not too often. Because he was out on the street preaching. And this was a special moment, and it says Martha, verse 40, was distracted with, watch this, here's the interesting thing, much serving, works, doing what's right sometimes can be wrong. 
Don't get that wrong. Get that right. I know it's Sunday night. That might be hard to... Tomorrow you'll be like, oh, yes, get that wrong, get that right, get that right, get that... Okay, I got that. Amen. That'll hit you tonight when you're laying down your head on the pillow. Amen. And she approached him, watch this, and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Go tell her to help me. She's, she's trying to be busy. She's trying to do... She's trying to act. She's trying to show Jesus that she loves him and is glad he's there by bringing her stuff and, and feeding him and cleaning and serving and doing what, again, what works is. A lot of times we're so busy. It's good to do works, but we're so busy doing works because we want other people to see that we're doing works. But we're too concerned about the works we're doing that we miss out on the visitation of Jesus. Jesus wants to sit down right in front of us and he's, he, he wants to say, stop. I'm here. I just want to talk. I don't need you to show me how you can outreach or how you can evangelize or how you can, how you can clean or how you can read the Bible or how you can recite scriptures. I just need you to be here with me because I'm here. You're here. We're here. Let's talk. And Martha misses out, says, hey, can you tell Mary to help me out? Watch this. And Jesus answered and said, Martha, and I love how he said it twice, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. This is, this is one of those messages that you just need to just let, her, just let it sink in. Because what do you see Mary doing when Jesus comes? Let's back up and read it again. Now it happened as they went into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house and she had a sister called Mary and look what Mary did who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. She understood this is a visitation. This is my visitation. This is my moment. This moment's not going to happen again. So I'm not going to be worried about how the house looks or if I look busy, I'm going to be busy sitting at his feet. I'm going to get as close to him as I can and I'm going to listen to what he's going to say. And Martha missed out because she was busy. So, so what does this mean? In life, we have to realize that we can get so busy doing things, sometimes even for the kingdom of God, that we miss out on Jesus wanting to visit us. Wanting to show up and just have some time with us. That's why I'm always telling you, when you're, when you're riding down the road in your car and the Holy Spirit says, turn that good Christian music off. That's great. Turn it off and talk to me. Turn it off. Talk to him. When you're at home, maybe watching TV or just sitting around and you feel in your spirit, hey, talk to me. Turn the TV off. Turn the radio off. Put whatever you're doing. Hey, stop reading the Bible for, even for a second. If he says, just talk to me, and you just talk to him because he's visiting you. 
He's speaking to you. He's talking to you. He's, he's wanting to have fellowship with you. We've got to not be so busy we miss out. Because I really believe a lot of times Jesus wants to give us a word of, of, hey, watch out. Or, hey, calm down. Or, hey, take your time. Or, hey, have peace. But we got to stop and listen and not miss what he's trying to say. Amen. Now let's go to 1 Peter. And I want to close here. How many with me so far? So don't miss out on the time of your visitation. This, this is a, a great personal message for you tonight. Personal message for me tonight. I don't want to be so busy even doing God, things for God that I miss out on his visitation to me. That I miss out on a word that can save me a whole lot of trouble. Amen. I want to hear his voice. Because we need to remember something. He's coming soon. He, we're watching for his return. We, we were visited by him the day we got saved. The Bible says, out of Isaiah 48, and then it says it in 2 Corinthians, today, you hear me say it all the time, today is the day of salvation. And so we, we realize that there's a day that, that God had established that he was going to visit us. And guess what? A lot of people accept. But why did Jesus weep? Because a lot of people reject. We, we, need to not, we need to not take it personal when we do an altar call and, and you've invited somebody here and you know that they're not saved, you know they're not living right, and you're praying so hard that they'd raise their hand. And I'm praying so hard that they'll raise their hand. And we want them so bad to get saved. We need to not take it personal when they don't raise their hand because unfortunately some people are going to reject Jesus. No matter how clearly he is portrayed, they're going to miss out. That's why Jesus wept. That's why Jesus cried, because he, don't you think, let's go back to his humanity again. Don't you think as God being human and, 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 and also being in human form, being God, again, he was like, man, God, let's just make him worship us. Father, let's just make him serve us. Let's just make him choose us. How many realize the implications of that? How, how bad do parents that have a child that's, that's a wayward child, how bad do those parents want to just make that kid change? How hard is that? How hard is it for you to see a brother or a sister or a parent or a cousin or a friend or a neighbor that you just can't understand why they can't get what you get? But they miss out on their visitation. They've missed out on the time. that The Bible says today's the day of salvation. And we understand that everybody's going to have that opportunity. Everybody's going to have a chance. Now, the, the scary thing is, is when people, especially in the United States of America, get to hear it over and over and over and over and over again and still reject him. When some people might only get one and accept it. But the key is, is that I don't get so busy that I miss out. So he comes to visit us in salvation, but then he comes to visit us to strengthen us. He comes to visit us to convict us. He comes to visit us to comfort us. 
He comes to visit to do many, to heal us. He comes to do these visitations. But the reason he's doing all that is because on the day of visitation, which is the return of Christ, which is the rapture that I mentioned this morning, on the day Jesus comes back for his church, we have to be ready. We have to be not so busy being saved that we're not watching for the ultimate visitation. That we're not too busy missing out on the real visitation because we're busy looking busy. So 1 Peter chapter 2, I'm going to close here, says this. Just really powerful verses right here. Beloved. There's a lot in that. I guess I should tell you the verse, huh? Verse 11. Beloved. There's a lot of power in that word, beloved. He's saying, I love you in a very powerful way. And then look at the next word. He says, I what? He didn't say please. He didn't even ask. He said, I beg you. How many know when you beg somebody? That's like the ultimate. It's beyond asking nicely. It's, it's I don't know how else to say it. It's, it's desperate. It's begging. I beg you. Paul is begging, sorry, Peter is begging. He says, you as sojourners and pilgrims. What that means is, I beg you to understand you're not of this world. He, he's basically trying to grab them by their shoulders and shake them and say, look, look, listen, watch the news, pay attention. I'm coming soon. I'm coming soon. I, I'm, my visitation is coming soon. Don't get so, what a great lead in by Jesse tonight in the prayer time. We, again, we don't talk about what I'm going to preach. What a great leading. We've got to get serious. We've got to get our house right. We've got to be ready for the ultimate visitation. Because without going into it tonight, this isn't even a rapture message. It's just, it's just a visitation message. But we always, every day, every week, every month, need to be watching and waiting because we need to be the virgins who have oil in their lamps. We need to make sure that we're not getting caught up in this world caught up in the things that are going on around us causing us to be so busy in stuff that doesn't matter that we get busy and we're so busy we're not ready for the visitation of the Holy Spirit of the return of Christ that we can't hear his voice so he says watch beloved I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims to abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles that when they speak against you as evildoers they may be sorry may by your good works which they observe glorify God in what in the day of visitation so again, I have to be busy and you have to be busy in being in love with Jesus. Staying focused on the cross. Staying focused on what matters. And not getting caught up in the things of the world that don't amount to a hill of beans. Can you say amen? So he's, he's begging them and he's saying, and, 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 and this, this is really all I wanted to say tonight, but I hope, I hope it's, it's causing you to think, 
there's, there's a visitation that God wants to have. I believe with all my heart, every time we have church, God wants to visit us. I believe that, that he doesn't take days off and say, well, I'm a little busy to go over there today. He's just waiting and watching for somebody to be hungry and thirsty and surrendering like the song said that we sang, saying, God, come, visit us. Visit us because I didn't come to church tonight just to fulfill my religious duty. I came to church tonight because I need Jesus. I came to church tonight because I need a touch from the Holy Spirit. I came to church tonight because I'm going to go into a real world tomorrow with real temptations and real people. And I need to be a light to these people. And I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want to make sure that you speak to my heart today on Sunday so that I can have a life ready to face those trials tomorrow. And so that I can be like Christ tomorrow. So that I can be visited by your presence tomorrow. But I get that today, preparing for tomorrow. God, what do you want to speak to me tonight? Every time we have an altar call, it's not just another, oh, another altar call. It's a moment where I come down and I pray and God speaks to me. He's visiting me. But who will he visit? He'll visit those who want to be visited. You have to open the door to get a visitation. When you open the door, he comes in. He says in Revelations, I want to come in and dine with you. I, I want to come in and sup that's a good Texas word right there, amen? I want to come in and sup with you. I want to come in and spend time with you. But what a great picture here. How many can remember this picture right here? Two ladies. One's busy doing good. And she misses out. And she gets rebuked by Jesus. And the other one says, I seize the moment. I'm noticing something here. I need to stop what I'm doing. It's very likely that when Martha invited Jesus to come, they were both working. They were both cleaning up the house. They were both cooking. They were both cleaning. They were both preparing. But when the door opened, Mary had an ear to hear the Holy Spirit that said, stop what you're doing and focus on the king. Because there's a visitation here. Martha walked away changed as well, but she walked away rebuked. And Mary walked away refreshed. How many want to walk away from this service tonight refreshed? How many want to walk away from the presence of God every time refreshed? The way we do that is we say, Lord, help me know and recognize your time of visitation. Amen. Let's bow our heads tonight. As you bow your heads and I read to you once again that verse in Luke. Jesus says, they missed out. They did not know the time of your visitation. As your heads are bowed, please focus on, on the words tonight. Don't think about anything else. Don't, don't just shut your mind off. Think about tonight the fact that Jesus appeared to over 500 people when he resurrected from the dead. And he told them to go to the upper room and seek the promise. How many did that? 120. 120 people recognized there was a visitation of the Holy Spirit coming. And they went and they stopped what they were doing for 10 days. For 10 days they stopped. 
Jesus wants to visit us tonight. Jesus wants to visit you more than probably you know. The Holy Spirit, remember what Jesus said. He said, and he'll do it through the Holy Spirit. He said, I need to go so the Holy Spirit can come. Because he'll come to comfort you. We need to give room to the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus was speaking there in, these, in the New Testament in Luke. And, and then Paul, Peter's talking in, in Peter. And he's saying, I beg you to open up your hearts to the visitation of the Holy Spirit. So he'll speak to you. Give you wisdom. As Robert said at the offering, give you wisdom. You can't get wisdom if you don't listen. Who do you listen to? The Word of God and the voice of the Holy Spirit. How many tonight are listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You're not born again. Maybe you're listening online somewhere outside of this city and you're being tugged at on your heart right now and you don't know Jesus. How many in this place tonight could say, I don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior? Just put your hand up and say, pray for me tonight. I want to be saved. Just, just tell the Lord right there as you're listening, I want to be saved. Call on the name of the Lord, the Bible says, and you shall be saved. Tonight in this house, God wants to visit us. Every time we gather together, the Bible says where two or more are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst. He's always here. He always wants to visit. He always wants to give us what we need. He's a good God. So as we stand tonight on this Sunday night, it's early. We'll take a few minutes to let this message simmer in and get deep in our hearts tonight. I don't want Jesus to weep over me. I don't want Jesus to weep over me. I want Jesus to be excited about me. I want Jesus to say, he's with me. He's with me all the way. I don't want to turn. You got to realize tonight, you might be here right tonight. You might be walking with the Lord tonight. Tomorrow's not promised. You've got to wake up tomorrow and choose Jesus again. How many understand that tonight? It's a daily choice. Every day. Every day. He who endures till the end shall be saved. So, so tonight, maybe, the, maybe it'll, be like, it'll be like, oh, it's kind of an off night. Nothing really special happened today. It's like the week before Easter. But man, I remember I came to that altar and God spoke to me called me in the ministry, he told me to start a business, he told me to go pray for somebody whatever, he, he, he spoke to me that night, I remember it, because that's, that's the awesome thing, when it's, when it's not some special night, it's just a regular night and the Holy Spirit says, tonight I want to speak to you, I want to speak to your spirit, I want to speak to your heart He's always talking if we'll listen as we sing, let's take a few minutes and just pray, let's take a few minutes and just find a place and, and seek the, the, the hand of God, seek the spirit of God don't be like Martha tonight. Don't be busy. Be like Mary. Sit at his feet. Rest at his feet. And listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit tonight.
your prayer. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. Is my, is my desire. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. Is my desire. Just to be close. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. salvation just to be in your presence just to be near you to become like you to act like you and talk like you that is our desire tonight you know as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed when you are around somebody that's how you begin to be like them the more we're around Jesus the more we'll be like him the more we're in his presence the more we'll be like him we're a people of influence. We're easily influenced. And so when we're in God's presence, he influences us. If you want to have godly character, you got to spend time with God. If you want to be like Jesus, you got to spend time with Jesus. You are who you hang out with, as the saying goes. So hang out with Jesus. Listen to his words. Sing his praise, worship and praise music and worship music. D do things that, that draw you into relationship with him and you'll never regret it I want to I want to give you a thought tonight as, as we leave time spent with God is never wasted time never ever time spent with God is never wasted time it's always valuable so you, you can't ever miss out you can't ever mess up spending time with God. And that the more time you spend with Him, the more you'll be like Him. The more time you spend with Him, the more you'll want to be with Him, the more you'll want to do His will. So that's, that's the message tonight. We're in a busy world. There's a lot going on. Don't be like Martha. Be like Mary. Stop 
and get in his presence. Stop and spend time with him. And he'll speak to you and he'll give you wisdom and he'll give you, he'll give you direction and he'll give you knowledge. And you know what? Sometimes, I was just thinking over there as I was praying, sometimes he's not going to speak anything to you. Sometimes we're always thinking, Lord, speak to me. Sometimes it's like if you're with a loved one, you don't always have to talk. You just be next to them. You know you love them. They know you, lo you. they love you. You don't have to talk. You don't have to say anything. Sometimes just being in his presence, he don't have to say anything to you. You're just spending time with him. So don't always be like, man, I didn't, I didn't hear God speak anything to me. Maybe he just wants to spend time with you. Because in this story we see here, we didn't really see what Jesus was teaching. He was speaking. But you know what? He might have at that moment just been, just been talking about his day. He might have just been, he might have been mentioning, man, my feet hurt from walking so much. I'm tired. He might not have been saying anything special, but Martha still wasn't listening, and, and Mary was just, just listening to him, just spending time with him. So time, was, time spent with God is never a waste. Amen? It's always gain. Father, take us out of here tonight with this word in our hearts. This will grow us. This will build us. This will draw us closer to you, Lord. Help us recognize the times of visitation. And every time we do, Lord, your word says in 1 Peter that you're strengthening us to abstain from worldly lusts and pleasures so that we can be ready for the time of visitation. Lord, count us worthy tonight. Forgive us for all of our sins. Wash us clean in the blood of Jesus tonight. We repent. We, we tell you we are sorry for anything and everything we've done that does not please you. Wash us clean and, and keep us watching and waiting for that time of visitation when you come back for your church. We don't know when it is, Lord, but we know we're going to be ready. We're not going to be too busy in this world. We know we have to work. We know we have to go to school. We know we have to do life. But Lord, don't let us get so busy we miss the time of visitation. That we ask tonight in the name of Jesus. On this Palm Sunday, on this Palm Sunday, Lord, we as a church tonight are not going to make you weep. You're going to be happy that we are listening to your voice and spending time with you, Lord. Father, take us into this week rested. Take us into this week protected. Give us favor with people in our neighborhood, in our workplace, at school. Give us souls for an inheritance. Open up doors for us to be bold and speak your word. We ask all these things tonight in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you tonight. I hope you got something from his word. Amen. Love on somebody tonight before you leave. We'll see you Wednesday. Where's Firestarters Tuesday? The Austins. Amen. If you want to attend that, please get a card from them with their address.